Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for December 14th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. I hope that you've been enjoying it. This is part 55. That's 11 weeks of teaching, 11 weeks of teaching. And every morning is like 25 plus minutes worth of teaching five days a week for 11 weeks on how to become a success. So I hope that you've been enjoying the series. We're going to close out the year with this series, and then we'll see what God has for us in 2023. But as we close out this year, and as we continue to flow in this vein about being a grace-based success, I've been looking at the life of Daniel and the story of Daniel. There's so much in that. I was going through it this morning. I was like, oh my God, this is good. So the title of today's message is The Grace to Do Whatever's Needed. Look at me for a minute. I want you to know that there's a grace on your life to do whatever's needed, whatever is required of you. Put this in the chat and say it out loud. I have the grace to do whatever is needed. Like whatever is required of me, whatever is uh, expected of me, there's a grace on my life to do whatever is needed. There's, put this in the chat. Say, there's nothing I can't do. God is on me and in me and with me and for me. It doesn't matter if I don't have the education. It doesn't matter if I don't have the money. It doesn't matter if I don't have the experience. It doesn't matter if I don't have the, the right background. It doesn't matter. There's a grace on my life to do whatever is required of me. So I, listen, I live the grace life. It's not me. It's God that's on me and in me and with me and for me. So there's nothing I can't do. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing I can't accomplish. Why? Because I live my life by the grace of God. If you believe that, say amen. I'm telling you, man, this is good. This already has me fired up. I want you to get ready to receive the word this morning. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Our foundational scriptures, let's get through those first. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. Now, all you did when you got born again was receive the, the free gift of eternal life, and all you did was receive that gift by faith. So you didn't do anything, you just received the gift. And when you receive a gift, you have nothing to boast about. So you're not saved by the things that you've done. It's not about works. It's about God's grace. Verse 10 says that God has made us what we are. Now, in Christ Jesus, God made us a new people, a new creation, so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. Say, say this out loud. Put it in the chat. I have work to do. So this work that I'm supposed to be doing because God ordained for me to do this work from the foundations of the world. So I have work to do. I'm going to get to work, right? First Corinthians chapter one, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now, this puts all the emphasis on Christ, none of the emphasis on you. This is you. This is Christ Jesus. God has, boom, united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him Christ Jesus to become wisdom itself. So I have access to wisdom from above. Not only that, but the father made me right with him. Say this, I am the righteousness of God. Right now, I'm the righteousness of God by faith. So boom, I'm in Christ I have access to wisdom. I'm in Christ. I'm the righteousness of God. And the text says, God made me pure. God made me holy. God freed me from sin. All of that was because of Jesus. None of that was because of me. Verse 31 says, therefore, I have nothing to boast about. If I'm going to boast, my only boast is in the Lord. I'm going to tell everybody everywhere 
that I am not a self-made man. I'm not a self-made woman. I am who I am by the grace of God. My boast is in him. It's all about him. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says, God saved us. Thank God for that. And he called us. Thank God for that. So not only did he save me from hell, but he called me for a purpose. So God saved me and called me with a holy calling, not according to my own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave me in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So that puts all the emphasis on God, not, none, none of the emphasis on me. And, and so let's pick up the story of Daniel now. We're in Daniel chapter two. I'm going to cover all the way up to verse 30 today. In yesterday's message, we saw how Daniel emphasized the fact like, you know, he said, I'm going to give you the answer, Mr. King, but I just want to stop for a moment and acknowledge publicly out loud that your sorcerers, your soothsayers, your magicians, your psychics, your wise men, witches and warlocks, none of those people could give you the answer. Human power couldn't give you the answer. Dark power couldn't give you the answer. But he said, but there is a God in heaven who has the answer. Oh, glory to God. There is a God in heaven. And that God who is in heaven has given me the answer. And so now let's pick it up from there. He, Daniel said to King Nebuchadnezzar, there are, there's a God in heaven who tells secret things. And God has given King Nebuchadnezzar. Ooh, this is an interesting one. He says, I talked to God about you. First of all, there's a God in heaven who tells people stuff. And when I talked to God about you, God told me that he gave you this dream to show you what's going to happen in the future. King Nebuchadnezzar, I want you to know that my God, the, the only wise God, the God that's in heaven, gave you this dream to show you what's going to happen in the future. God has given the dream to show, you, to show the king what's going to happen later. This was your dream, and this is what you saw while you were lying in the bed. King, as you were lying in the, in the bed, you began to think about what would happen in the future. And God can tell people about secret things. Listen, we serve a God who can reveal stuff to people, and he has shown you what is going to happen in the future. I want you to know that, Mr. King. God has also told this secret to me. Now, God didn't reveal it to me because I have greater wisdom than other men. Just to be clear, this is the grace of God. It's not about me. So he says, God revealed it to me, but God didn't reveal it to me because I'm good. God revealed it to me because God is good. And so he revealed it to me, not because I have greater wisdom than other men, but so that you, Mr. King, can know what it means. In that way, you will understand what went through your mind. So now, he's, I'm just teeing it up. Tomorrow, I'm going to take it to the next level and tell you what he said. But he's saying, just so you know, Mr. King, God showed you the future. Then God revealed it to me so that you can know what's going to happen in the future and so that you can understand it. So what does this mean for you today? I'm, I'm teaching on the fact that you have the grace to do whatever is needed. I have like six things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these things, I need you to open up your heart to receive. You ready? Here we go. God extends grace to all people. It's just that most people don't acknowledge it. I want to be clear about something. I teach the grace life, and I'm teaching you every day about the grace of God. And I hope that you're learning. Matter of fact, if you're learning about God's grace, share that in the, in the chat. Just tell me, you know, what are you learning about the grace of God through this series and through the teaching? I call this the grace life, right? I mean, because this is what I teach. But I, I think some, sometimes people don't realize that God bestows grace on everybody. Grace is unearned and undeserved. God gave King Nebuchadnezzar this dream as an act of his free grace to show him what's going to happen in the future. Now, you can say, well, wait a minute. Rick, King Nebuchadnezzar was a pagan. King Nebuchadnezzar worshiped idols. King Nebuchadnezzar did nothing to earn or deserve it. 
Why would God speak to him in a dream? Well, because God chooses to operate through grace. God speaks to everyone everywhere. God bestows grace on the just and the unjust. See, Nebuchadnezzar was a pagan who didn't even acknowledge God, but God chose to speak to him. Grace is unearned. Grace is undeserved. Please don't see grace as something that God only provides his children. Please don't see grace as something that God only bestows on those that are living a life that is pleasing in the sight. No, then that, then that wouldn't be grace. Grace is, is free. Grace, listen, to be clear, look at me. God extended grace to you while you were a sinner. The Bible says while we were yet sinners, God sent his son to die for us. So we did nothing to earn it, nothing to deserve it. As a matter of fact, it's the goodness of God that causes people to repent. People don't get born again because you're sitting there saying, you're going to hell. <laughs> you're going to hell. Hey, you, come here, Mr. Adulterer, you're going to hell. People don't go to heaven because of that. It's the goodness of God that causes people to repent. Is the goodness is when God bestows his goodness on people when they know they don't deserve it, when they know they haven't earned it. It's the goodness of God that overwhelms people that, that you're like, oh, my God. Remember when when um, Simon, the fisherman, got that net breaking boat sinking load of fish and he knew he didn't deserve it. And he looked at the fish. He looked at his fishing business. He had fished all, all night long, got nothing. He had nothing. And then all of a sudden, Jesus came, and then all of a sudden, he got a net-breaking, boat-sinking load of fish. And when he looked at the goodness of God towards him, he fell down on his knees, and he worshiped Jesus. It is the goodness of God that will cause people to repent. You want people to get born again? They need to see the goodness of God in you and with you and through Stop being so nasty to people. And stop, stop. Listen, people are not going to want to know your God if you're, if you're mean and nasty towards them and if you're just telling everybody everywhere that they're going to hell. That's not how we get people born again. It is the goodness of God that will lead to people being born again. That's how you got born again, too, if you will acknowledge it. All right, number two, God gives glimpses into our future in hopes of preparing us for it. Ooh, this is a good one. Say this in, out loud and put it in the chat. Say, God gives me glimpses of my future. The reason why God gives us glimpses of our future is, is in order for us to be ready for it. The dream was God's attempt to get King Nebuchadnezzar ready for the future. God said to Daniel, listen, Daniel said to the king, God is giving you, Mr. King, dreams to show you what will happen later. See, if God spoke, and, and this is the goodness, if God spoke to a pagan, an idol worshiper in a dream in order to prepare him for his future, then don't you think that God is going to speak to you? Put this in the chat. Say it out loud. God speaks to me. God speaks to me about my future. God knows your future. You don't. God's already been to your future. You have not. And so, so we serve a God who's already been to our future. And the good news is that he is so gracious that he will take something from our future and reveal it to us now into our, in our present in hopes of getting us to make decisions in the present based on what he revealed to us about our future. So God will give you a glimpse to right now at the end of 2022. God will take something from 2025 and reveal it to you 
boom, in a dream in 2022 or in an open vision in 2022 or while you're driving in 2022 or through somebody else, a prophetic word in 2022. And God will give you something from 2025 and 2022 in hopes of preparing you for 2025 and 2022. And he wants you to make decisions today that are based on, boom, that glimpse that he gave you. That's what it means to live by faith. I'm not living off of this reality. I'm living off of the reality that I'm give, getting in the spirit. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18. So God will give you glimpses of your future in hopes of you making decisions in the present based on what God revealed to you about your future. It is future to you, but past to him, God has already seen it. So God will grace you to see your future. God will give you divine visions. God will give you, God will, will open up, he will pull back the curtain so that you can see yourself operating on levels. And, and listen, has God, put it in the chat, has God ever spoken to you? Of course he has about your future. You may not know what your future holds. But you can have peace in knowing who holds your future. So part of learning how to become a success, because this series is about success, is learning how to rest in God's finished work. Those who believe in God, we learn how to rest. Even, watch this, here's a good point. When something catches us off guard, Isabella and I talk about this all the time. When something negative happens that I wasn't expecting, when something catches us off guard, I can find peace in knowing that it didn't catch God off guard, right? God has already been to my future. God is. And so, so because God has already been to my future, then everything God revealed to me about my future is still good. The promises are still true. It's still going to come to pass. So while it caught me off guard, ooh, it's not going to catch God off guard. So I can learn how to rest in God's finished work. Say, say I learned how to rest. Amen. All right. Number three. God still speaks. I want you to know that God still speaks. If God spoke to a pagan king, come on now, is he not going to speak to you? God has a myriad of ways of speaking. Like I told you, he can give you dreams while you're sleeping, open visions while you're awake. He can speak to you through the Holy Spirit while you're reading the word of God. He can speak to you. I don't know what it is about driving, but he talks to me all the time while I'm driving. He could, God has a myriad of ways. God will speak to you. God will send somebody, if you're hard-headed and not listening, God will send somebody else. God will wake somebody up and say, God told me to tell you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, God will speak to you. God is always speaking, but we got to be listening. God is always speaking, but we have to have a, a heart that is open to hearing from him. Let me say this about hearing from God. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. You got to take that seriously. Like if you can't hear God's voice, you got to go to God and say, look, God, I need you to talk to me. I need, I need, I need to be able to discern your voice. I need to be able to discern the voice of the Holy Ghost. I need to be able to discern. I, I don't want to live by intellect. I want to live by instinct. I don't want to live by education. I want to live by revelation. I want you to speak to me, Father, and your word says that you will, and I'm your son, I'm your daughter. I need you to talk to me because here's the key. You can live a great life by just reading the Bible, but the Bible is what God said. I talk about this in my book. If you don't have the book, you should get it. Level up your life. But in the book, I talk about how when you read the Bible, you're reading what God said, past tense. But when you hear the Holy Spirit, you're hearing what God is saying, present tense. Now, if you can't hear what God is saying, but you only live off of what God said, you're still going to live a great life. You will live a great life. You're going to impact a bunch of people. You're going to do good things on this planet. But you can't maximize your purpose and potential without hearing what God is saying, because God has a tailor-made specific 
purpose for you that's not in the Bible. So you're going to have to be led by the Holy Spirit in all things. You have to hear his voice. Hearing God's voice is paramount. You got it? Put this in the chat. Say it by faith. Say, God speaks to me. Say, I hear God's voice. Even if, if you're saying right now, I'm not sure, Rick, put it, do it, say it by faith. Say, God speaks to me and I hear his voice. Or say, I learned to discern the voice of God. Put it in the chat. Say it out loud. I learned to discern the voice of God. All right, number four. The same God who provided the dream provided someone to interpret the dream. So, so God gave Nebuchadnezzar a dream. God gave him that dream by grace. God then put his grace on Daniel in order to see the dream and interpret the dream. Daniel then put all the emphasis on God. He made it clear that it was God that provided the dream and God who was providing the answer. See, the message of grace puts all the spotlight on God and not on us. The reason why I teach the grace life is because it's all about God. It's not about us. In the old covenant, the spotlight was on man and it was about man working for God. And it was designed to show man that we're not good enough. Under the new covenant, the spotlight is not on man. The spotlight is on God and what God has already done for us. And so now we get to learn how to rest in God's finished work. So I'm resting in the finished work of Jesus. And so under this new covenant of God's grace, the spotlight is not on me. It's all about him. And so we got we to gotta live our lives in such a way where the emphasis is on him. Daniel said, listen, God gave me the secret, but he didn't give me the secret because I have more wisdom than other people. No, it was just the grace of God. That's all it is. Say it's just the grace of God. Oh, that's all it is. I can put it in, 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 in the text. It's just the grace of God. When people say, how do you do this? It's the grace of God. Oh, Rick, oh my God, that was so good. To God be the glory. Yeah, but but it, no, no, no. It's the grace of God. It's the grace of God that's on my life to do whatever God, whatever I'm doing. I have the grace of God on me to do whatever is required of me, but I have to acknowledge that it's the grace of God. When you live this way, Always giving God the glory, always acknowledging God. It's all about him. It's not about me. There's no limit to what God can do through you. Put this in the chat. Say no limits for me. All right, number five. God can create. Oh, this is so good. This is where I got to this point. I want to high five myself. God can create situations requiring divine answers and then anoint you to provide it. God can create situations at work because this is what happened for Daniel at work. God can create situations where people can't figure it out. God can create situations that really need God's involvement, and then God will raise you up to be the one that provides it so you can get promoted. Don't think that God doesn't care about your success. God went out of his way to create an opportunity for Daniel, and then he graced Daniel to provide the answer and to get promoted, and God can do the same for you. See, I've been presented with many situations where other people have failed. Um, I, I remember uh, Jay, Jay Santiago's on. I remember, Jay, when you and I were working for General Lawrence, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but I remember a situation where, where um, I'm working for this three-star, I'm on the Army staff, she came to me and she was like, hey, uh, uh, Rick, listen, uh, there's a project, I'm not going to say what the project is, but there's a project, uh, they, they've been working this thing for two years, they haven't been able to figure it out, the Secretary of the Army is involved, the Chief Staff of the Army is involved, bottom line is, I want you to figure this thing out. I want you to get involved and figure this thing out. And I was like, okay. And so now I'm going into a situation where a bunch of people have been working on something for two years and they can't figure it out. And who am I? Well, I'm a child of the most high God. That's who I am. And so by the grace of God, I was able to get in there. I was able to bring the team together. I was able to turn that thing around and to God be the glory. And when we went to go see the chief staff of the army, boom, it was a complete turnaround. And the favor of God was on me as I was speaking to him. The favor of God was on the presentation. The favor of God was on the briefing. Why? Because I committed it all unto him. I'm saying, it's not about me. No, 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 no. It was not me. 
It was the grace of God. Come on, man. That's how we're supposed to live. And so God, there's situations where other people have failed and God will raise you up to be successful. Why? Because in those situations, you get exalted, you get promoted, you get greater positions of influence, and then God can use you to change the world. That's the grace life. God places us in difficult situations. And then he, oh, this is, when I wrote this down, I got super excited. Watch this. Let me say it slowly. This statement is good. God places us in difficult situations and then graces us to make the difficult look effortless. God places us in difficult situations and then he graces us to make the difficult look effortless. Say this, put it in the chat. I make the difficult look effortless. You know what that's called? I call it the grace life. I, it's the grace life where it, I just make it look easy. But it's not, it's not easy. I just make it look easy because I'm not the one that's doing it. It's the grace of God that is on me and in me and with me and for me. Number six, last point for today. Man, I'm fired up. This, I'm teaching better than you're saying amen. Verse uh, number six, when God anoints you to perform the supernatural, it has nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you, your wisdom, your power, none of that. Daniel said, God has told me the secret, but not because I have more wisdom than other people. It, Daniel did not take the credit. Daniel did not take the credit for what God did through him. Daniel made it clear that, look, basically he was saying, I'm not special per se. You know, it's like, I didn't come up with the answer. This was not an act of my personal brilliance. No, Daniel put the spotlight on God and his grace. God can anoint you to succeed by his grace. But yeah, you may have gifts and talents and education and all of that, but don't think that that you're going to succeed because of your background, education, aptitude, intellect, or mental acuity. No, despite all of that, whether you have a lot of that or not, doesn't matter. It's the grace of God. Say it's the grace of God. So learn from Daniel as I close. Let's learn a few things from Daniel. When he was told that he and his friends were scheduled to be killed, he didn't take a line down. He had a fighting spirit. Say, I have a fighting spirit. And then he knew that the same God who had already showed up for them, remember, God showed up during that 10-day trial period where they said, I'm not going to eat that food. I'm just going to eat vegetables. I'm just going to drink water. And then after 10 days, let's see who looks better. Let's see who's stronger. Let's see who performs at another level. And God gave them wisdom and strength, right? Remember that? Then the same God was with them when they went through that three-year training program. It was a select training program. And at the end of the three-year training program, the top four recruits, the top four people that were selected were Daniel. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It was the four, those four Hebrew boys were the top four living in Babylon. Why? Because the grace of God was on. He was like, listen, the same grace that kept us through that 10-day trial period, the same grace that kept us and caused us to get promoted after the three-year program, this select training program, we were the top four graduates. That same grace is on me now. Mr. King, what's required? Oh, you need somebody to tell you the dream. You need somebody to come up with the interpretation of the dream. There's a grace on me to do whatever is required of me. I don't know what the dream is. God is going to tell me. I don't know what the interpretation is. God is going to tell me. Why? Because there's a grace on me to do whatever is required of me. Listen, there's nothing I can't do. Why? Because God is on me and in me and with me and for me. And when you live that way, it's the grace life. When you live that way, you get up every morning knowing that I am anointed to succeed. Put this in the chat. I was not born to fail. I, I was All I do is win, win, win no matter what. Why? Because the grace of God is on me to succeed. If it doesn't look like I'm winning, then obviously the battle is not over. And the only way I can lose is if I quit and I refuse to quit. There's no quit in me. And so I'm going to stand having done all to stand. And when I feel like I can't stand, I'm going to stand some more by the empowering presence of the Holy Ghost. So there's nothing I can't do. Why? Because God God is on me and in me and with me and for me. I call this the grace life.
say amen to that. Glory to God. Yeah, Genia, I feel like shouting too. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Man, this was good teaching. You might need to listen to this again. This message right here had me fired up this morning. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. You can grace me to do whatever is required of me. I will never face something that I cannot handle because you are with me everywhere I go. You have placed people in authority over me. I honor and respect that authority. And I know you can get involved in my work environment, creating situations that need inspired answers. These situations have led to the failure of others, but they create opportunities for me. You grace me to walk through every open door, every door of opportunity, and I provide the answers because I know the God who has the answers. So by grace... I win and I get promoted and I get elevated and you do this so I can have greater positions of influence and responsibility so that you can then get the glory. You care about my business. You are interested in my personal success because you want to influence the people and the systems of this world. I am your child. I'm called by your name. I am graced to succeed, and you use me, Father, to influence this planet. I don't do it because of my personal wisdom or giftings or talents. I do it by your amazing grace. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. You want my notes. Don't you want my notes? You get it for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, this is one of those messages you might need to listen to again. Share this message with as many people as possible. This is a message people need to hear. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you, and then share the message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you, and God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. There's nothing you can't do. God's grace is on you to succeed. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, I published a book and several journals, and we also have Grace Life gear. You can find all of that information at rickpina.co. Go to rickpina.co, and that's your one-stop shop to be able to access all of the products and apparel that we have available for you. Thank you for being a blessing to us, and we pray that we continue to be a blessing to you.